The word of God is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, it tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to his ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you and may God continue to bless and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for another day. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Hallelujah, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, and Father God, we ask you to give us our daily bread, what we need to survive in this world, Father God. Open up our understanding. That we may hear what you have to say to us, Father God. We ask you to forgive us for anything we said or done that was not pleasing in your sight. Father God, we ask you to cleanse us from all iniquity. And Father God, we know you're faithful and just to do that. Yes, God. Father, we ask you today to just lead and guide our footsteps. Every word that utters out of our mouth, Father God. We love you today. Help us. Lead us. Guide us. Dispatch your angels being camped around about us, each and every one of our families, our homes. Father God, we ask you all these many blessings. In your son Jesus' name, in your precious son, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord God. Father, we do as well give you thanks. And, Lord, we humble ourselves before you, God. As we, Lord God, go into your word, Lord God, and in obedience to you on this day, God, we pray, God, that, Lord, as we have ears to hear and eyes to see, God, that you would give us an understanding heart, Lord God, and that as we receive and read your word, Lord God, that we can hide these words in our hearts because we do not want to stand against you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. Amen. Well, our thought for today is, for by grace are we saved. We are saved by God's grace. Amen. And we're going to start reading in Galatians chapter 1. And I'll, I'll start reading in verse 1 down to verse 4. Galatians 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, 
that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. And I'm going to go back up to verse 1. The writer here is Apostle Paul. He's saying Jesus sent him to preach. And in preaching, Apostle Paul is letting the church know he wasn't sent to preach about himself, but he was sent to preach about Christ. Jesus gave himself for our sins, not the sins, any sins that he committed. And then he tells the reason why Jesus gave himself. He gave himself or offered his body as that sacrifice. He was God's sacrificial lamb. He, Jesus, he did that to deliver us or rescue us from this present evil time. God sent his son to deliver us even from this day and time that we're in now. These are some evil times. And we understand that the word of God says, redeem the time. The days are evil. The church is under attack. The enemy has been attacking pastors, churches, our faith. He's been attacking us for some time now, but his time is winding up. And so Apostle Paul understood that Jesus died, that he might deliver us or rescue us from this evil world. And then the second part says, according to the will of God, our Father. And what we understand here is that God predetermined or the way God decided for the son to die is the way it happened. Just the way he determined for Jesus to die, he was crucified on the cross. That was God's decision. And then we read verse 5 and 6. He says, to whom be glory forever and ever. I marvel or I am amazed that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. And what Apostle Paul was saying here, I'm amazed that we're so quick, sis, to desert, that's the church, to desert or abandon the one who called them, the one who rescued, the one who gave his life for our sins. We have abandoned the faith, some because of persecution, some because they were not rooted and grounded in the faith, some because they, as sheep they went astray, some because the tempter came and tempted them and they did not exercise or use the word of God to spring up, to tell the devil to get behind them, and they fell back into sin. But he said, I'm amazed that you're so quickly to desert or abandon the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He delivered us. He rescued us. So soon removed, and you're believing something else that Christ didn't come to die for. You believe in something else that doesn't represent the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You believe in another message, in other words, for by grace are we saved. And what is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. It's the unmerited favor of God. We didn't earn it, and we should be so grateful and thankful that he picked and called us. He named us. He picked us, but we still have our part. We must believe. We must hold on. We must have faith in God. We should pray. Jesus said, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape the wrath that's coming on this evil world. 
Oh, let me read verse 6 again. I am amazed or I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that will trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ or change it or twist the truth. These are troublemakers, and they're coming with a different message. The message that they're trying to speak and teach or talk about will not deliver and keep you from falling back into sin. Only the message of Christ is what will save us. And believing in his name, and that's why the Lord said also, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We are saved by God's grace. And look what he says in verse 8. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be what? A curse. He says, as we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received of him, he said it again. Let him be a curse. That person is putting their self under a curse. They're no longer blessed. Because the Lord says, do not add in Revelation. He said, do not add to the word and don't take away. What a person who's perverting the gospel, instead of him telling the truth, he's twisting it. The Bible says, if the blind lead the blind, they're all, they're going to fall in the ditch. Lord, help us, God. And that person who's teaching something other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, because there is not another, He's bringing doom to himself. His end is not good. Then verse 10 says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. He says, But I certify you, I'm in verse 11, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. In verse 10, he says, am I the persuader of men or is it God? Remember, faith comes by hearing. Yes. How can they preach except they be sent? See, a person is not free unless they hear the word of God. It's not just any word. It's the word of God that will set the person free. And he said, it's not me to persuade the heart of men. It's God and it's his word. The word comes from God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. He says, and Jesus, Jesus is the living word. If I seek to please men, then I really am not a true servant of Christ. Only the word of God, if it is obeyed and believed, will change a man from his sinful ways and turn him to the ways which are righteous and holy. In the sight of God. Yes, there's a conversion. And that's when we get to verse 13. That's exactly what Apostle Paul is going to talk about. Verse 12, he says, what? You hear me speaking and teaching and preaching? This didn't come from man. It wasn't made by man. It didn't come from man. Man didn't teach him, in other words. But what I'm preaching and teaching came by revelation of Jesus Christ. It was revealed to him. From up above, when Jesus said, 
to Peter, whom do men and the rest of the apostles, he said, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And Peter is the one that says, thou art the Christ, Christ. the yes. son of the living God. And Jesus' response was, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this unto Amen. you. This Amen. is the truth that you didn't learn this <laughs> in the Jew, Jew's religion. But no. my father, which is in heaven, he revealed it to he you. Revealed it. Mm-hmm. And that revelation has to come from God. And so that's yeah. what Apostle Paul was saying. What he's preaching and teaching, it was revealed to him by Jesus Christ himself. And then we look at verse 13. It says, for you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it. And I profited in the Jews' religion above my equals, many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. And what he's saying in verse 13, he said, you heard about the way I used to be. You heard about my behavior, how Uh I was so stuck on the Jews' religion. This is what he was saying. Uh And he persecuted the church. In other words, mm-hmm. he attacked the church of God and he treated the church of God badly because he didn't believe. And he tried to destroy anybody who did believe in Jesus Christ. He tried to destroy them or tried to get them to renounce that Jesus was the Christ. But he was unsuccessful. And not only that, because he was called, when, he, when Jesus got through with him, he became a, first, a faithful servant. And you use that word, yes, now. He was converted. He was changed because he mm-hmm. met a man named Jesus on the road to Damascus, and he was changed. Our thought for today is by grace. is God's grace that we are saved. Mm-hmm. It's not a work. In another place in Ephesians, it's not a work lest any man could boast. That's what um, Paul was doing when he was persecuting the church. He was actually boasting about what he had what he had accomplished. Yes, ma'am. And he believed strongly about, he was so confident about the traditions of his forefathers. Mm-hmm. He was not willing to let it go, and you couldn't convince him that he was wrong, and he thought he was right. That is so true. And we really, I thank God, once again, we are saved by God's grace because there are some things that we've been taught of men, and they were just of men. But when God began to reveal his son to us, and we begin to understand as we read and study and meditate on the word, that our faith has and trust and belief has to be in the son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. There's no one else that died for us. It was Jesus that died on the cross for our sins. And because he's the Savior, he's the light, he's the way, if we believe in him and and obey his word, and we can be saved too. And we will be delivered because he came to seek and to save those that are lost and those that are far off. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And we've Amen. been called. And I'm Amen. so thankful that he called me and you and those Amen. others. He called us. He called us to be a light. He called us to make a difference. He called us to tell someone else about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And in another place, Apostle Paul said, for we, he was talking about everyone that's called who believe, we are not ashamed, what, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Because it is the power yes, of God is. to salvation mm-hmm. to everyone that believes. It starts mm-hmm. with our faith. It's not of works. It's by faith. It is by grace we are saved through faith. And look what he says in verse 14. He says, and I profited in the Jews' religion above many of my equals in my own nation. I was more exceeding zealous of the traditions of my father. He was so confident what he was taught. And he was saying, and this is his, he is boasting, or he, he's telling his testimony on how he advanced, he moved up. He was ahead of more of the other students or other, those that were in, his, in the same class, the status with him, but those the same age. He was more dedicated with his whole heart than they were. He was so devoted to the teachings of his forefathers, sis, nobody could persuade him but Jesus. But look what he says in verse 15. But when it pleased the Father, Father God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his what? Not by grace. Grace. I was called by grace. I was saved by grace. grace. He was called by grace. And look what he says, to reveal, here we go again, revelation Mm -hmm. has to come for Apostle Paul to change, who revealed his son to me that I might preach among the heathen, that's the ungodly, immediately Mm -hmm. I did not confer or agree with flesh and blood. He said, God chose him and called him and revealed the, the true way of salvation to Apostle Paul. And now he put down his tra- the traditions of the Jews, of his forefathers, and now he's devoted and dedicated. He turned from the way he was thinking, and he turned yeah. to the right way. It's by God's grace we are saved, and that we should be so grateful and not be boasting. And that's where we're going to go to Luke. When we pray, to make yeah. sure we are praying with the right heart, Yes. And with the right attention so that our yes. prayers will be heard. Apostle Paul now is convinced of the truth. He is so convinced of the truth that he's going around to tell everybody. He's going to tell, just like the woman at the well. She said, come see Amen. a man that told me yes. everything I ever did. Now yes. he's a true witness for Christ. And now there's no turning back. Once God proved himself to me that I needed to know the Lord for myself, and he's been proving himself over and over and over to to me and my family, and I'm able to share the word with, and we share with each other, and we encourage each other because we know that God is good, and if it had not been for God, it was on our side. Where in the world would we be? Where would we be? Yes, Lord. I hate to think about it. We will be a wandering soul out Amen. there lost if the Lord hadn't saved us and caused us. Oh, God, I thank yeah. you. It's been in my spirit that he said, oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, yeah. that we will praise the Lord because he yeah. has been good to us. He's been so good, and he does deserve the praise and the glory and honor. Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness, for his acts to the children of men. 
But, oh, we need to praise him. Oh, I praise the most high. Oh, oh, we need to praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we praise him. Hallelujah. He is good. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord God, on today. Luke chapter 18 and verse 9. We we were saved by grace and not of works. But here is the Lord giving a parable. Because if we, there are some, like Apostle Paul was when he was following the Jews' religion, he was confident in his own righteousness. And he looked down on others. And we have to be careful not to do that. And so verse 9, we are, Luke 18, verse 9, here Jesus is sharing a parable. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. So they were so confident in what they knew, but they looked down on everybody else. And the Lord speaks against this sin. And if we're not careful, yes, we've been saying it's because of his love and his grace and that unmerited favor of God that we have been called and saved. And it was his goodness that even had us to turn around and pay attention. And do yes. what he called us to, to repent. Yes. His goodness even grant us repent. You can't Amen. even repent of Amen. your own self. We can't nothing God of our to, own. No. We cannot. God has to change the heart and soften up the yes. stony heart to cause it to cry out and ask God to help. We have to get to a point where we realize I can't do it on my own. I have messed up so many times. Father, I need you to help me. Verse 10, he says, two men went up into the temple to do what's this? Pray. To pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now, the Pharisees was known to keep the law. They were the members of the Jewish sect, and that's what Apostle Paul was. And they observed the traditions that were written by their forefathers. The Pharisees, though, were opponents of Jesus. They were not with him. They were against him. There was also this tax collector. That's what a publican is, a tax collector. The Pharisee is going to pray first. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And here we are, the publican, Jesus says, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus' response. He says, I tell you, this man, he's talking about the publican, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Jesus is bringing to our attention that you have those who will go in prayer. But the Pharisee, he tried to justify himself in so much that he prayed to God about himself. Now, the Lord knows already about us. The Lord knows what we are doing. (laughs) He knows what we have need of. This was a selfish prayer that was not acceptable to God. The Pharisee tried to justify himself. 
But we are not saved by works. We are saved by grace. And we are justified by our faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so the, the Pharisee tried to justify himself, and Jesus spoke against this type of prayer. God is the one to declare if a man is righteous in his eyesight or not, because God sees the heart. Jesus exposed a Pharisee here that he spoke or prayed about himself, and he is talking to God. He is not petitioning God. He's telling God that he's thankful that he is not. He's comparing himself to other men. He says, I am not. This is all about him, me, myself, and I. This is not about the Father and what the Father's goodness, the Father allowing us to breathe and the Father blessing us with the things that we have. He says, I'm not as other men are. I don't act like them. I don't do the things that they do. I'm not extortionist. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer. And I'm not even like this publican that's here next to me. I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. He was boasting about everything that he did. This prayer has nothing to do with God. It's all about himself. And we really have to be careful when we go to God in prayer. Now, we can, we go to him with our concerns. We are to ask and to seek and to knock, but we are not to justify ourselves and think that that's acceptable to God. Here's an acceptable prayer. Verse 13, the public is standing afar off, but he thought himself unworthy. He was humble when he went to the Lord. This is Jesus saying, the publican standing afar off at a distance would not so much as lift up his eyes into heaven. He, he knew that he had done things that wasn't pleasing in the eyesight of God, but he asked for mercy. Have mercy on me. He's crying out to the Lord to change him, to save him. He hit upon his breast. God be merciful to me. He called himself a sinner. He knew the life that he had been living. And we all have a past life that God saves us from, but we are not to look down on those who are still out there struggling to try to come back into the fold. And look at what Jesus said again. He says, I tell you, I'm telling you, this is my testimony regarding the Pharisee and the publican. The publican went down to his house. He goes back home more justified. The publican's prayer was acceptable. God is the one because he sees the heart. He allowed his son Jesus to declare that the publican's prayer was acceptable and not the Pharisees because the Pharisees exalted himself instead of humbling himself. We are saved by God's grace. It's a gift of God. It's not based on work. Because we do need to observe the law of God. We are not to be law breakers. We are to be law keepers. We are to be law examples. But we must have faith. He that comes to God must believe that he is. It starts with our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We must have faith to please the Lord. 
and not have confidence in our own righteousness. The Lord spoke against this type of prayer. We don't even know what's in us until a lot of times something surfaces and then we have to repent. And God will bring it to our attention to give us time to repent. We don't even know what to pray for. We do not. That is so true. We, when we go to God in prayer, we should always go with sincerity and also with humility. We are all unworthy. We, in other words, well, so the Bible Amen. says, all Amen. for all have sinned That's and fallen short of Amen. the glory of God. We didn't measure up. And we know nope. the pay for sin is death. But the gift of God, God's gift is his son. Yes, God's gift is his son that he gave to the world because of his love. And then he gave us another gift when he took his son. Jesus said, if I go not away, the comforter won't come. Then he gave the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, which is our comforter, which is a keeper. It is the one by the Spirit of God that leads and guides us into the truth, but we got to get the Word inside of us. The Word will keep us. Amen. It's all about the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. It's about the Word. The Pharisee's prayer was not acceptable to the Lord, but he thought that it was. His prayer was all about himself. God didn't accept that prayer. And we must remember we are saved by God's grace, and not a work. And God is the only one that will justify us. We are justified by faith. And justification is just meaning you are in right standing with God. It's the way he sees you and not the way you see yourself and not the way man sees you. There is a difference there. And so um, Psalm chapter 19, verse 12, King David, uh, this is a psalm that King David wrote. Who can understand his error? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Verse 13, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength. And my Redeemer. Remember, we read over, hallelujah, we read over in Galatians that we are saved by grace because Jesus came to redeem us and to save us or rescue us or deliver us from this evil world. Let's look at verse 12. He says, who can understand, in other words, who can discern his error? Because we don't see what's in our heart. And as you we don't even know what to pray for. The Spirit makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Lord, how can a man understand his errors or discern his mistakes? He's asking, he said, cleanse us, cleanse me, cleanse us from our secret faults. Forgive me of the stuff that I have in my heart. Forgive us. And then he says, keep back thy servants also from presumptuous sin. We don't want to willfully sin against God. He says, 
Don't let those sins have dominion over me. Don't let them overtake me. Don't let them rule over me. Remember, Jesus said, and lead us not into temptation. This is the same similar prayer. But deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the wicked one. Deliver us from those evil, ungodly desires, Lord God. He will make a way to escape, is what the scripture says. Then shall I be upright. I'm in verse 13. And I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth or the words that I'm praying or the things that I've spoken to you, Lord God, even in that secret place, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable, right? Please, and in other words, in God's eyesight, because God sees the sincerity of our heart. God knows who are those who have humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God. And then he says, he's recognizing, oh, Lord, you are my strength. Lord, if you don't give me strength, I will not have it. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is our life. The Lord is our redeemer. He's the one that saved us, not because of our own goodness, but because of his grace we are saved through faith. God is the one that judges our hearts. So remember when we're saying, let the words of my mouth and meditation, we really want them to be pleasing in the eyesight of God. We want to be careful, boasting on the Lord and what he did. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. God has his instruction and his prescribed way of salvation, and it starts with the faith. And so he had Apostle Paul wrote, even in Ephesians in chapter 2, we were called by his grace and we were saved. None of us had good works before he saved us. Your works follow you after you repent of your sins. You get baptized in Jesus' name. You come take the yoke of the Lord and learn of him. And then when you know anything, instead of you're desiring having desires of the world, God's word changes you, his Holy Ghost when you get filled, starts changing you the things that you used to do and desire, you don't want to do them anymore. And when you know anything, because it's not you, it's his word working on the heart and the mind of man, and you, because of your love for God and his son, and when you realize, get revelation like Apostle Paul did about what Jesus did for you, in rescuing you and delivering you and bringing you out of the untruth to the truth, now you want to run for your life, and you will. People that you used to hate on, you don't want to hate them. You want them to be saved too. You want them to come to the light too. You want them to be delivered because you remember where he brought you from, and you want to run out and tell as you know, help as many as who will receive as you can, about the goodness of Jesus. He tells us in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is love, is joy, is peace, is gentleness, is patience, is meekness, is gentleness. You know, all of those things that are characteristics of the Father and the Son that now we begin to manifest it or revealed in us once we get saved. There are some good deeds that we may have did before we got saved, but we still wasn't saved because of those deeds. And that's what Apostle Paul was trying to get all of us to see. 
You were handpicked. You were called by his grace. Amen. I'm going to um, thank, thank God for, for no matter what, Christ is there. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I know he's right there. He's speaking in our hearts, our minds. He's loving. He's holding to One thing that uh, Saint of God told me, she said, get up in the lap of God. When I lost my son, she said, get up in his lap. Hallelujah. Jesus. Wow. He's a father. Get up in his lap. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Woo. Jesus. That's a good word. Let him put his loving arms around you. And he's going to hold you close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the arms of God. Today, I thank God for his word. I thank God his love and kindness because he's right there. He is omnipresent. Yes, he is. So something you said about hold on to our most holy faith. Faith, yes. Yeah, what we know. What we know. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for sharing. If the devil tempted Jesus, how do we think that he's not going to come to us? The devil went right to Jesus and said, if you be the son of God. He knew that he was, but he spoke to him and told him to get behind him. We have to hold on to the truth of God's word and be anchored. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, and you, that's us, has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We're talking about today. For by grace are we saved. We were dead in sin, and he brought us to life. He redeemed us. He saved us. He cleaned us, cleaned us up. He says, where in verse 2, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. There's still those that are out there serving the enemy. They don't know any better. But look what he says, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great Great. love wherewith he loved us, great love, even when we were dead in our sins, we were walking zombies in our in our sin. Has he yes. quickened us together with Christ? And here we are, by grace. We were saved by grace and has raised us up together. And hallelujah, made us sit together hallelujah. in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah. We are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That in the ages to come he might show the Eating riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Yes, verse 8, Lord. for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is. This is the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank him. Hallelujah for saving thank us you, and bringing us out. And we yes. dare not think that it was of ourselves. We dare not go to God. We are to pray to him 
with a humble heart. We are to pray for the lost. He says to pray for those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness, because the Lord died for our sins to redeem us, to deliver us from this evil world. He saved us, and he put a difference between us and them, and he's still saving. He's still in the saving business. He hasn't. It's not over. We are still in grace. We are still under grace. God's grace is sufficient for us. He's calling men to a place of holiness. He's calling a sinner man to repent. And he's calling those who have repented to go out and tell someone about the goodness of Jesus. We should have spiritual works. We should have treasures laid up in heaven. And one day, by the help of God, we will receive a crown of glory that will not fade away. Hallelujah. See his face in peace. Yes, we want to see. Hallelujah, we want to see his face in peace. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have work to do, and it is time to be about our Father's business. Yes, and Father, we do thank you, Lord God, for your love yes, and the grace, God, thank your you. unmerited favor. Lord, we know and understand it is not of our goodness, and we were not worthy, but your son, the Holy One of Israel, he is the one. It is because of him and what he did, his death on the cross, and you resurrected him, Lord God, and he offered his body as a living sacrifice for our sins, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God. We are grateful, Lord God. It was your goodness that called us out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. You translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son, and for this we are ever grateful. And my prayer is that, Lord God, we will walk by faith and that we will build our hopes on things eternal. Thank you, God, for for even the songs and the the hymns, Lord God, hallelujah, that cause us to remember and think of your goodness, oh God. We just bless you. We praise your mighty name for you are so good and your mercies endure forever in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.